Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome back to the Criminal Connection podcast today. We've got a Manchester legend. He is an undefeated bare-knuckle boxing champion. Please put your hands together for Dougie Joyce. Woo! <laughs> nice to meet you again, Terry. I just want to say, <clears throat> Terry Stone loves you. Terry, just remember, Dougie Joyce, I always loved you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, thanks for coming on, Dougie. Yeah, of course. Um, we, we've been friends for a while, um, but I just think your story is remarkable. Yeah. I know you made a documentary, but I think there's got to be a movie. There's got to be a movie. There's got to be something in there. There's got to be a movie. There's got to be something. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're the man for that there, Terry. You know, <laughs> pull a few strings. <laughs> so um, just really going right back, because a lot of the listeners and viewers will know Dougie Joyce's. Yeah. For those that don't, um, it'd be great to literally just delve into, you know, when you grew up, where you grew up, and what your childhood was like. Um, starting from a childhood, I'd say from rags to riches, if that's a nice way of putting it. Um, grew up, as I say, traveling man and myself, up and down in the trailers from site to site, from road to road, and then back onto a council estate, 
living in the houses, on the estates with uh, my family. So growing up as all around Manchester based. So originally, I've always, my full family, well, my father's family, all from Longside, the Anton Estate, Brinton Road, number 54. Jesus, man, that's been lots of memories. <laughs> uh, yeah, grew up there as a little boy, and then uh, that was it. Then we was always travelling and then staying, travelling. It was always back and forth, so it was always one way we're out on the road and then we're back in. And then we ended up settling down in uh, Openshaw. And that's when the Joyce Brothers grew up to be what we are. So when did you start actually fighting? Because one of my pals, um, uh, Les Stevens, <coughs> used to run Palmer Star Boxing Club. Yeah. And uh, when I went down there when I was a kid to box, there was literally, I mean, I went when I was about 16, but there was like four and five-year-old kids been put in that ring and then yeah. bashing the fuck out of each other. I mean, was that your, your, your experience? That's, well, that's the way we learned. Me growing up, I'd be, say, on a site up on the side of the road, doesn't matter where it is, get out there and fight. Do you know what I mean? I was brought up like, no fear, unless you want to go back to the trailer and get a wrap of a broomstick on top of your head. Was that bare knuckle or was that Yeah, gloves? bare knuckle. That was bare knuckle coming up as a kid. So I was always reared up like the tough way. And like I say, I wouldn't change anything about my life because it's made me the man I am. So that's why like, I'm never shy of a fight. Never bothered about a fight and think, you want to fight? Come on, it's, it's, another, it's another workout. Do you know what I mean? Good exercise for the brain, uh, for the brain really. Yeah. But um, yeah, just growing up as a child and then my father got us into the boxing. So I was always in and out of the boxing clubs. And then like, uh, just always learning from different boxers, trainers, and we was always on the move. And then we settled down in Lopenshire. And then I started to really learn how to box in uh, Bob Challenge Gym. Right. Which a uh, good friend that we've known the man for many, many years. Did, did you actually have an amateur career, Dougie? Was you fighting amateur? Yeah, <clears throat> a box amateur. I boxed um, in the ABA's schoolboys, done that there. So I've, I've got experience of uh, amateur behind me. Done plenty of that. Turn, did you turn pro or not? As I was turning pro, let's say, family again, problems. I was literally on the brink of turning pro. I was doing all plenty of sparring. I got me fights on uh, sparring on the YouTube. I sparred with plenty of good boxers, plenty of professional boxers, Denton Vazell. All the kind of boxers um, in Bob Shannon's gym. They were the champions at the time. So I was on the brink, I was on the turnover, and then he ended up getting jailed again for obviously family problems and getting involved with the wrong crowd again. Right. And uh, I wish if I could turn back the clock, I just would have sticked at it because that was my heart and soul, and that's what, that was my dedication. I used to be there every day, training every day, twice a day, going to all these events, going to the boxing. It was just my heart and soul, and then I was just always getting dragged away. Right. Dragged away, yeah. Uh, and what was the, what was the, uh, so what was the first time you got in trouble with the law? Fighting. All right. And uh, surprised. <laughs> <laughs> always, yeah. It's always a, it's always a fight. Yeah. So, so do you think just because your upbringing where you was actually um, doing bare knuckle fighting and you was just going around, you know, having these rows with people, when you actually went out, you yeah. found that people wanted to... Yeah, like the more I went out and I said, then I was, I was getting handy with my hands and then someone would want to fight or a family member would have an argument and then they'd ring me. I turn up, and then that's it. I just laid them out. I'd have a fight with them, and then I was just too good and strong for them. But I was always, I had no fear in me. i turn up, let's say I've turned up into sites with my uncles. Uh, my brother's gone in, had a fight. Next day, the other brother wants to fight me. Gone in, flattened him as well. Paddy Doherty has been a referee in a few of my fights right. times. <laughs> he was in the advisor of the Foot Soldier movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, What's he that? popped up in one. How do, you know, how do you know him then? How do I know him? Well, um... We go back a while. Right. We used to be mates once upon a time. Right. Until um, he turned jackal, turned into something that he was, he was always something that he wasn't anyway. Right. A load of gas in there. Um, so things, like I say, he always liked to have his control over the family. He used to be the man. But 
Polly could never fight, to be honest with you. He was never a fighting man. He'd have the he'd have the argue, he'd have the shout, and he'd stick his chest out and this, that, and the other. But you'd show me one fight that he's ever had on the internet. One video or ever seen Paddy fight. Never. The only fight I think he's had proper is uh, with my brother. And my brother's given it to him both times. Right. Yeah. And then he obviously turned the other way. Obviously, he must have hurt his pride. And um, we got my brother locked up. Caught twice. Bust the first case. Second time. Fighting with him again. That's when he ripped his ear off at the traffic lights. And, uh, Your brother? My brother ripped his ear off, wow. yeah. At the traffic light. Must have been a bit hung hungry at the time. <laughs> Did he buy it off or? He bit it clean off, yeah. Wow. It was hanging down like a little airing. <laughs> a piece of skin just dangling. <laughs> I was the one recording it. Wow. Yeah. You were the cameraman. I was the cameraman. <laughs> you do it there, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he just obviously didn't take a liking to us and we were just our own men. Stay yeah. on the good side of us, treat us with respect, we treat you the same. Right. He just thought he was a jacked lad and that's what happens to people like that there. But yeah, full you on get, You get your ear bitten off. <laughs> you get your ear bitten off. Well, the first beating he got, yeah, he was in a bad way, lip ripped in half. Uh, his jaw broken in eight places. Wow. Eye sockets fractured. And uh, he's got pictures there holding up with the GMP police underneath us. Yeah, so which I'll, I'll, I'll show you them anyways. But yeah, like I say, he's a, he's a, he's a full on police informant. And then the second time, obviously, the, the, trouble, the trouble's been going on since 2010. Wow. Still now to this day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we'll never talk to them people again. But uh, second time, he's out there doing a little bit of jogging. We're at the traffic lights. <laughs> hey, buddy, what's the crack? <laughs> <laughs> Does he just drive off now or does he sort of engage? Oh, man, listen, if I was able to drive off, I wouldn't. The, the, the one's, he's an old man now. The, the, like, we're not even bothered about him. Right. He's just a uh, husband. He's just doing what he's doing. Best thing for him to do is get on with his life. Right. But uh, anyway, he was jogging. <laughs> and obviously, I just can't help myself. What's happening, cousin Manny? What's the crack? <laughs> <laughs> you, you dirty bastard. You, you, <laughs> I can't hear you. Come over here. One, uh, come a bit closer. He come a bit closer, and that's when he got debating. And, and then they were both fighting. Both end up on the floor, and then my brother ripped his hair off. Wow. And that's it. Got my brother jail again. Got me jail as well. <laughs> I was only a cameraman. Wow. Yeah, but uh, that was... Did you, what was the charge? Yeah, filming filming, <coughs> a, filming an air biting incident. Yeah, fix something like that there, yeah. <laughs> filming without his uh, permission. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, so something like that. Right. But yeah, that was um, the story of Polly. But apart from that, he's not a bad right. old fellow. Right, right, right. He's good old crack for the TV, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Well, he was, because I think, was he on Big Brother? Was that? Yeah, he was on there, yeah. yeah I'll tell you that my favourite scene on the Big Brother of Paddy, yeah, is the one where he's going around in the dog suit. <laughs> he was going, and his tongue hanging out, and he's on all fours. Oh, I'll tell you what, man, the man's on crack. The thing, the, the, thing, the thing is, though, I think when you put yourself on those types of shows, yeah, they, they, I mean, some of the things they get you to do is... is oh, I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> It shows you do anything for a bit of money, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, mate. Um, and um, obviously, with a bare knuckle boxing, how many... Did you keep track of how many fights you've actually had or not? I've had that many fights, Harry, I couldn't even tell you. Right. I've definitely had over 100 fights. Right. Obviously, I've had plenty of fights with my own breed, my own family, friends of friends, and uh, just stay at them hands. They've got a few stories on them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, and with 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 the with the uh, <coughs> the, the bare knuckle fights, who, who would out of all the people you fought, was there one or two people that you fought? Fuck me, that geezer's game, and I actually give you a good good run. One of the best fights I've had in my life. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best fights I had in my life was uh, Peter Fury. Believe right. it or not, back in his time, do you know what I mean? He was a strong fellow. Still is a strong fellow. One I fought him that was back in 2010. 
Wow. We fought for two hours and 11 minutes. Peter Fiore was, um, he's cousin Tyson Fiore. Yeah. He, he was refereeing the fight. He was on his father's place. We, we ended up having a fight. The puddles of mud on the floor was red with blood. And now that was a proper fight. Not like the, the last fight I had with um, Paddy's little cousin there, Douglas Hardy. So I mean, he wants to pick a football pitch, <laughs> fight, fucking jab and move. This was a close banging fight, knocking the snot of blood out of each other. Wow. Yeah. So two hours and 10 minutes? Yeah, that was a proper fight. How'd you yeah. fight for that long? <laughs> I don't know, it's either the heart, the fitness, so it just won't give in. Wow. But yeah, we both had a good fight and we got, uh, at the end of it, we ended up shaking hands and called it a draw. How do you even train for something like that? I don't know, it's just in you. Like, you just keep yourself fit all the all year round. I mean, do you, do you, is it a bit like being a pro boxer or is there any different things you do? Like, <coughs> someone said to me, a martial arts guy, said, <clears throat> and this sounds mad, but he said that he gets his students, like, punching trees to toughen all the hands up. No, I don't, they, do, they, I, no, I don't punch trees and all that. Like like, you'd rather punch people. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather punch people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Try try to keep whatever I've got left of the house. Right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, um, that there, that was a proper fight. That was probably one of the best fights I've had in my life. I've had loads of good fights, right. loads of good knockouts and fights that I talk about. But I'm on about like a, for a nitty gritty, right. full on sweaty, bloody fight. Is there, vi- is there video footage of that? Online? There is a video. Yeah. But obviously respect on both sides. Uh, they won't release it. That's yeah. fair enough. But yeah, the thing is obviously they've, they've got the video and... It was plenty of them recorded on the day, and I'm not even bothered if they wanted to put it out. They could put it out. No, I mean, the only it, reason, it was a, it was a great video. Any reason <laughs> it would be a great video. Any reason I you know, yeah. I think people would pay to watch that. I mean, oh, you know, definitely. Two thousand yeah. ten minutes. Well, it's a movie got, in itself. Got it there. I think they're saving it up now to see how far they get and what it's worth. <laughs> um, and um, obviously your clo- your your family. There's there's there's. I mean, do you want to run through? Um, you know, the the the, the Joyce family. Um, and obviously, you, you know, there's, there's uh, the association with, with the Gooch Gang in Manchester as well. So it'd be just good to understand how that will come about. And Well, the family depends. Um, what do you want to know? Do you want to know about my father's side of the family, which that is the Gooch and yeah. them? Well, my father, he has brothers and sisters. His father himself, my me, me grandfather, Davy Joyce, he was like a, known as like a godfather down there alongside, do you know what I mean? Um, his nephew, which is Colin David Joyce, one of the main men, the leader of the Gooch, him and Cabo at the time, um, they both ended up getting 39 year each in jail. But uh, that's, I'll break it down for you so you understand. Piggy, which is David Colin Joyce, his mother is my father's, uh, the brother and sister. So it's my father's nephew, my first cousin. So that's how close we are. He's the first one we call one of the Black Joyces. Right. <laughs> He's definitely one of the Black Joyces, isn't he? But uh, yeah, so Colin David Joyce, cousin of mine. Um, that's what I mean, reared up around alongside all our life. And uh, nice fella, very nice fella. But now he's in there serving the rest of his life in jail. Wow. Yeah, but obviously he's a well-known man. In, he's an icon to the boys and the younger generation in the Gooch in Manchester. Will, will, he, will, he, will, he, will he get out or not? Well, he is going, from what I know anyway, I think he's, he's going for another appeal. He hasn't put his appeal in yet, but um, hopefully he gets it and he's back out in the streets. Yeah. Um, and then and then on, on, on your side of the family, um, was... That was obviously the sort of criminal side, the gooch, gooch. Yeah, yeah. And then on your side, um, was that just like a traditional sort of travelling family? Well, from basically, well, it's mother side. Um, they're all, but basically, they're all the ones that you only argue and fight. And that's that. My father's side of the family, I've never had one argument with them. Never one argument, never one problem, never know nothing. Yeah, that tells you something on us. My mother's side of the family, there's always arguing, there's always killing each other, there's always this, that, and the other. There's just who's got this and who's got that better. And the, the, the thing is, I just took me away from myself, away from the whole lot of them. Fandom's got a problem. They want a problem with me. Ring up my number and meet up with me. Come and have a fight with me. Apart from that, I've got, I'm too busy getting on with my own wife and children, my own family. 
I just don't need the bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean, I just take myself, I just take myself back away from all that, and the best, of, best of luck to them. Yeah. But all the drama in your life is no good. How can you get out there and a few quick for yourself? Do you know what I mean? That's true. So the best thing for me is like you know, peace, love, and harmony. I love that. That was a song. Peace, yeah. love, and harmony. <laughs> it's the way forward. <laughs> so, so with with the various stints that you've you've had in prison, what what's what what? How many times have you actually been in prison? Um. Been in times, I think about three, 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 four times. Right. Yeah. Previously been up and down. I've been in probably about eight different prisons up and down the whole country. Wait, which me, one? Me, me and my brother ended up getting shipped here to the, uh, the Isle of Sheppey to get our security moved right. to HMP Swaleside. Right. Yeah. And that was for fighting again. Yeah. <laughs> what's your, what's, what's been your favourite prison? My favourite prison? <laughs> Do you know what? I know it sounds bad, yeah, but there's no place like home, is there? Right, that is true. Manchester ground. As soon as you right. see them Manchester signs and you're coming back on that sweat box, right, right. Yeah, just being sat there for eight hours on the sweat box and your ass is broke. Right. <laughs> as soon as you see them signs coming straight back in the Forest Bank, it feels like home now. Right. Yeah. Um, have you done uh, many runs with John Fury? Rivalries. No, just just in general because <laughs> you mentioned you had a oh, no, yeah. no, you no. had the fight with Peter, but I didn't know. Uh, no, no, like no, no. I get on John. John Fury's a gentleman. I get on with John. Yeah. Um, I met John plenty of times. I get on with him and his sons, all gentlemen. Do you know what I mean top class people? Yeah. Um, let's say I met John numbers of times. I even met him in jail. Right. Met him as a stranger. Is that time when I got remanded for a party? Right. <laughs> Me and my brother. I ended up getting out on a JC, but uh, John, I met him in there. I had to crack with him inside uh, the library, and then I came in with a. Do you know what? There's, one, there's one good thing that was funny. Yeah, so John's in there doing his uh, thing, reading his uh, books. So I come in and I was with a fella called Simon Doherty. Simon, Simon Doherty. So anyway, I never knew his nickname. Yeah. John let me know his nickname and then I couldn't stop laughing all the way back to the wing. So I've come in and he went, um, what's happening, Dougie? He said, you all right, John? What's happening? He said, Dougie, get over on my wing. Get over here, do some training with me and uh, we'll get stuck into it. He was on B, I think he was on B wing or B1, B2 or something like that there. So I said, yeah, no problem, John. I said, I get over there and I'll do a bit of training with you. So anyways, he said, what are you doing with duck sprints? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, who's duck sprints? He said, him there. He looks like, um, he's like <laughs> you ever seen that little John puts out like the Vickers? <laughs> bit of hair going around, pure ball there. Yeah, and I just couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing, couldn't get out of my head. Right. Just like real serious though, the way he put, what's happening duck, duck sprints? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a nice man, John. Every time yeah. I see John, I've got nothing but respect for him. Where about in Ireland with the, with the family originally? <coughs> Who's? Your family. My family. My yeah. family's all over the place. I'm originally from Manchester myself. Right. And my mother's people back into it, my father's people, they're back over from Ireland itself. Right. So I like to scatter all over the place. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and your documentary, obviously it was in the top five on Amazon. Number one. Uh, it was one oh, no. I yeah, saw I saw it in the top five, but yeah. um, only after we'd met and you said, "I've oh, got documentary." I yeah. saw it, and it was it, uh, it hit, it hit number one after twenty four hours. Wow, twenty four hours. So yeah. If you haven't seen that, make sure you get that Joyce family documentary yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. Well, well, it's not bad for a bit of an achievement. Do you know what I mean? I didn't expect that. It was just what did you did you make that yourself, or did you? Bring yeah, there was it? someone that was uh, I was working with called uh, Tony Gooch, oh. and uh, he was doing all the uh, talking, documenting, and getting things put together. It was just like something that went on for a bit and they wanted to do. Obviously, it, it worked out good in the end. Right. We ended up going to an awards place and we got like best uh, award for doc documentary of the year as well. Amazing. Yeah, so Amazing. we got that. But uh, yeah, it went well. Did you find that got got you a lot of... Uh, lot, lot Publicity, more, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and obviously when when you was out and about, people were like, oh, there's Dougie Joyce. Like when you weren't in Manchester, when you was out and about. Yeah, it's just yeah. like it's spreading. It's like it's getting bigger and all the bits of things I'm doing. 
Well, everyone's talking about it now because it's on everyone's screens. You can just mm. click on, click, why go on and straight onto it. And what did you, uh, with, with the, um, uh, <coughs> the that film, I know it's come out in the UK. Has it gone out anywhere else in the world or is it just UK at the moment? Um, I think it's been spreading now. I think it's going to Ireland. Uh, it was supposed to be getting gateways opened up to be like America and all that kind of stuff. So to be honest with you, I've not even checked up on it. Right, okay. I've been too wrapped up, but I will be checking up on that to see where it's at. Yeah. Sure, I'll be all a few quid, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, was in, when you was in jail, did you play any card games? Yeah, I was playing uh, poker. Poker. So this is um, when I got security moved to... I know, I know this full story. So got security moved to Swaleside in um, the Isle of Sheppey. So uh, me and my brothers in there, we got padded up together, doing a few things, going from wing to wing. And uh, just being us, do you know what I mean? It was just like we're in a, we're in a big foreign jail there. It's like on the middle of nowhere in a little island. Right. But um, end up playing poker with the boys, getting to know a few of the lads, a few scouts. There's plenty of Muslims in there, do you know what I mean? They all stick together. And uh, one of my mates that was in there, Wes Brown. Yeah, what's I'll get on with him. He's, he's in Forest Bank at the minute. Shout out to Wes as well. What, Wes? Yeah, all right, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, playing poker. <coughs> and everyone puts like uh, packets of, what do you call it, like... Um, Tobacco in, right. you get like an ounce of tobacco and half of that, whatever you can afford, you're in the game. So, me being a non smoker, I thought, come on, I'm having it going, I'm going in, and everyone takes it to heart. I'm just playing and going, good, all in. And I'm winning his, knocking him out of the game, knocking <laughs> him out of the game. So, then I'm getting into this now, I'm getting a bit serious. So, there's one other fella there, uh, he was a Muslim lad, but a bit of a cocky fella, do you know what I mean? Like a chip on his shoulder. And he's taking the heart, I don't know if it was his last pack of the burn or not, <laughs> but anyway, he was getting a bit uh, hot heated for himself. So it was just uh, me and him left in the finals, me, him, and a few other fellas, and then it broke down to me and him. And then there was about, basically, the full wing of burn was on this table. Right. Yeah. So I said, do you want to see how big your balls are? Yeah. He said, go on. I said, come on, all in. You want to got your beat, bro? Yeah, like that. I said, have you? Go on then, bro. <laughs> 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 got in, all in. Yeah, I won and cleared out the whole thing. So <laughs> I've got one of my padmates putting all the bags in there. Anybody wanting to need tobacco, yeah, you yeah, were the yeah. man. So I get it all into the wash basket, <laughs> let him fast, yeah. And then uh, this fella starts kicking off, calling names and this, that and the other. So I'm looking at him now, yeah, and I'm see he's coming closer because these fellas are known for the little shivs and all that kind of stuff. I've just flipped the poker table up on top of him, yeah, like that, moved to the side, you get into the pad. So uh, anyways, we had a few words and uh, Wes Brown and one of his other mates got us, they were like two referees in the middle. His mate and my mate. Yeah, so that's the way it was. We went into the pad, <coughs> gone into the pad, and he stood there. It's like he's all ready with his little self. Yeah? <laughs> so he closed the door behind us, because these pads are only small, by the way. He didn't realise he was going to get the Daniel yeah, Joyce so I, experience. So as soon as he got in, he's there, he stood there a little bit. I've just hit him with a straight right, flattened him. Yeah, that was him done. And uh, he didn't want to know then. So that's it. I thought, I'm not a bully. I'm not going to overdo things. So we've left it now. So the Wes is in the pad. He's in the pad. And um, this fella just stuck something straight into the side of me, yeah. Yeah, like that, like something sharp, and the blood was coming down me. As he stuck it in, I felt it. I've just gave it to him. I've, both of them has ran out of the pad because that's when it's got dirty then. Yeah, and I've just knocked the tons of shit out, and it was claret everywhere all over the pad. I just wouldn't stop giving it to him inside of there until I knew I'm done and gone and proper. So then anyway, there was blood all over the place. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> I thought, yeah, I'm not walking out of this pad and get myself a nicking. Right. Yeah, so I took his flip flops, <laughs> took my clothes off, yeah, and put his towel around me. But I'm holding me because obviously I'm bleeding here. Mm. Yeah, so I've got the towel on here, walking with the flip-flops to the shower like this. So <laughs> anyways, cut a story short, this fellow was in a bad way. Yeah. So uh, his mates had to go and help him to go and clean up the pad and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> so one day goes past two, three. The screw goes, why are you not coming out for your food? 
But obviously this fella had a pair of lips on him like this. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when they come, he said, what's up with you? Yeah. He said, um, what's up with your lips? I said, have you been an altercation? You've been fighting? He said, no, I'm allergic to, uh, to nuts, bro. <laughs> but fair play to him. We never said nothing. Yeah. And after that, obviously the boys got us back together and we ended up coming mates then. Right. Yeah. Well, we couldn't gamble no more because right. <laughs> that He's was a bad it. loser. Yeah, we just shook yeah, bad loser. We shook hands and we ended up coming mates after that day. The moral story is do not stab Juggy Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> With a paper clip. I don't know what it was, it was something sharp anyway. Tell you what, little bastard got me good though. Right. Sadly, fish, yeah. Fucking hell. I mean that's the, the dangerous little bastards. A lot of the lot of people now that is their yeah. short, a lot of people do carry blades now, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, loads of that stuff. I can tell you loads of details, but I won't I'll keep you here all night with them. Well, give us a couple more, Dougie. We might as well, because every, sorry, every readers, our <laughs> listeners and our viewers, um, well, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd assume a lot of them probably haven't been in jail. Yeah. And um, I think, obviously, you know, j jail towers all way. I mean, that's, that's a great story about the yeah. poker game. Well, there was another time. Then we ended up getting kicked off the wing, me and my brother, when we was in that same jail again. So we got kicked off. It's like house block one, house block two. They go in, that's what they call them, house blocks. So um, we get kicked on to house block two. So this is like um, the Mardi's wings. As you go in, it's like a billet. Yeah, but it's just a little big, massive landing. And then you got your little, uh, you got your landings on each side. <coughs> and there's only like a few phones at the end. But it's just, it's all compact. You know what I mean? It's like being on a billet itself. So me and my brother goes in, two traveling fellas. I mean, like two aliens out of space walking through this place, yeah? <laughs> and you can see them all whispering and they're all looking this stuff. Yeah, but I end up getting on with a few fellas. I end up meeting one of my good mates that I'm very good mates with now. Yeah, Joey Simpson in there. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Joey Simpson as well. Joey! <laughs> I, met, I met him in there and um, I've been best of mates with him for years now, many, many years. Probably about 11 years, I think it is. Right. So um, anyways, it kicked off on there again with me and my brother. And uh, this screw was being funny, whatever happened anyway. Yeah, I don't. I won't go into too much. But anyway, whatever happened, this screw come up with a big chip on his shoulder. So um, he's come home and get into the pad. I said, we're not going no pad. So everyone's been banged up now. Yeah, and then uh, we're still outside the pad. He said, no, not until he talks to us nicely, with a bit of respect. And he's being all aggressive with himself, all aggressive. So I said, I nudged Johnny. I said, come on, Johnny. Let's just go into the pad. Yeah. So anyway, as we got into the pad, yeah, Johnny's put his foot on the door like this. Also, he can't like put the key in and pull the door back out. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm stood in there. From I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to him. Let's just get him into the pad first. Yeah, <laughs> so he's got the key in the door and he's trying to pull the key. And obviously, he's got there. Grab the hold of him. Johnny's grabbed the hold of him by the tie and ripped him in. Yeah, give him a few hard slaps, but pull him in with the tie, choking him inside the pad. <laughs> yeah, and obviously the screams that's going out of the pad and then they press the buzzer. They've all come up, but we've let him go. Then we've let, we've let him go. So, so what's up with you? Do you not have a laugh, our kid? Yeah, that was it. We ended up getting kicked out of that one. We got kicked out of House Block Two, foreign national wing. Oh, mate, they were shipping as well. We put us on a wing where we couldn't, no one was speaking English. Right. And on the highest floor, yeah, on a three-man pad, yeah, well, oh, listen, the, the conditions was ridiculous. It was bad. We didn't last long a day. We ended up getting on good with a screw, and that's when they put us back over there and sent Johnny back to Strange Ways. Right. Not a horse blanket was. And then uh, that was it. I was only there for about another, say, about three months after that, and then I got shipped back to Forest Plankton. Right. But yeah, that was another funny, funny story with the screw. What's what's the what's the craziest thing you've seen in, in the jail? <coughs> craziest thing I've seen in the jail. I've seen people get stabbed, uh, throat slit inside there, people getting jibbed up and not even knowing they've been jibbed up inside there. I've seen a lot of nasty things, even people doing it to themselves. Really? Literally, yeah, slicing their own. Like my brother Tom, he was in jail, and um, this fellow must have been a self-harmer or whatever he was. And when you're all banged up, you, you've only got like a night guard, but he don't even have a key to open the door, which I don't think it's safe at all. 
Do you know what I mean? Because you press on the buzzer, then they've got to ring for the security. The security's got to come through and then come in. So I uh, <clears throat> don't know what this fellow was going through, but my brother Tom was <laughs> traumatised when he's saying this. But anyway, he just rang up like normal. Yeah, you never believe what happened now. He got up because he wasn't answering. I think he wanted healthcare or whatever. Slit his full throat inside the pub with my brother Tom. Blood just squirting everywhere. So um, Did he die or was no, he? No, he never died. Fucking hell. Slit his throat though. Yeah. Shows you know, how dangerous it can be. And then oh. the, I think he was bleeding out for a good... Must be a good five minutes. I suppose, I suppose the only good thing about that is he's... Tom, was he's trying, Tom, Tom, Tom saved his life holding his neck back together. But he's, I suppose it's good that he slit his own throat, not, not Tom's Tom throat when he's asleep. I I mean, know, yeah. Yeah. But it shows you, if, you, if you're going to do like things like that, that you, can't be, you can't be in a pub with someone like that because you'll be in his sleep and then someone tries cutting you or stabbing you. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, that's scary. You wouldn't sleep. I bet he was like that. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to sleep, don't go to sleep. <laughs> After that, Tom got a single man pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, I'm never going to pad it up again. Yeah, fuck that. But yeah. Um, and then when, when you was in jail, did you, did you ever, come, ever come across any nonces? Nonsense. Um, no, I'll tell you what happened. I was in a HMP all course. So me being on there on the number ones, like it with the survey, cleaning, all that kind of stuff, there's like a, a there's a group of us. So we, we get to stay out having a game of snooker, doing what we're doing. Is that because you've got privileges? Yeah, we got the privileges, yeah. We're like advanced. It's a bit like good fellas, you can do your own food, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, basically, <laughs> yeah, what I was in there, I'll, t- I'll tell you another story. And I feel like you maybe remember something else. But these nonces used to go out at five in the morning, yeah? And this is how mad it is in the jail. He was on the same wing because the induction when we were on, everyone's got to come through there. Because the reason I asked, because someone <coughs> talked to me about this the other day, and they said normally they have like a, yeah, like a, separate, a separate like wing, non-swing. wing. They can't, can't yeah, they keep do, yeah. together. But that's where people go on for protection. So if they're in debt or they've done something wrong or they're in for the wrong reason, they put themselves in protection. And when they go on protection, they're on the non-swing right. <laughs> with a load of uh, legit nonces. So on our wing, they'd be set up. We, we don't get to see them or speak to them. Five o'clock in the morning, they're out. Our doors get open at seven. So they're two hours ahead. And then they come back in, I think, um, about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. And then we've got to stand behind the door, de-lock it, and then let them in for their own safety. That's the way they, they'd always protect them, keep them safe. But the, 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 the nonsense would be doing the food. Yeah, what's that? the nonsense would be doing all your laundry. They're locked away on their own little building things. Right. And obviously all your bedding, all your sheets, and everything's getting washed and all that there. The nonsense are doing it all. So I suppose you have to be nice Even to the nonsense are in the kitchen, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I'm telling you, listen, the, the, the system is it's fucked, it's, it's corrupt. And the way they do it, they show them more uh, privileges than a normal prisoner. Wow. Yeah. So no wonder the prisoners get upset with them and give it to them. <laughs> 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 They're going to give it to them anyway. Uh, yeah, because I know, I know uh, there was a... There, there, I read, read a story about... Um, uh, and I, I don't know if it was a newspaper or it was in a book, but there was a thing where people used to... Uh, they they get points for doing stuff to the Nazis, so yeah, they'd actually if, 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 and they wouldn't mind actually you know getting in trouble because they wanted to. Well, mainly that's like the fellas that's got nothing to lose or like smackheads in there. Do you know what I mean? To do something for a spice of shit. Do you know what I mean? Look, because they do like the sheets on paper with a bit of spice. <coughs> you can get things done to anybody in there for what? A couple of smokes or anything. Right. So yeah, a bit of spice to do anything inside that jail. I mean that's that stuff. I mean I've I've never ever. Understood why anybody would want to take it. <laughs> do you know what? It's <laughs> fucking crazy. When we're bored inside the jail, and uh, you like you see these, they're the, the wanting it. Do you know what I mean? And they're like a proper addict dying for it. So, like obviously, I know a few of the lads that they'll be doing what they're doing inside there, and uh, they go, "What's this?" They want to laugh, lads. So they'll give it to them. They give them like a big giant load of spice inside of us. And then obviously, some of these fellas, by the way, like they pass out, they get sick, and they shit themselves and everything. So uh, when they give it to them, they start taking like um, a 
like a weird like kind of fit and they'd be holding onto the railings like they're going to fall off the end of the Titanic. Right. Do you know what I mean? They go all weird and you see someone turn into a chicken. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, it's fucking bad. Like somebody sent me a video <clears throat> and this must have been about, three, when it first came out, this thing where it was, yeah. they said this is fucked up and it was, in a, it was actually in a jail cell where somebody was doing that. Yeah. And I think they must have had some of that where it spikes. Yeah, they do. Like, it does. It fucks them up. Do you know what I mean? It kills a lot of people as well. Right. <clears throat> it's a nasty drug. And um, people just get it on a piece of paper and they spray it on. Right. Send it in and then that's it. Smoke on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, listen, it's mad. I'll tell you the things that happens in them jails these days now. Wow. Yeah, it's madness. Is it because someone said to me also that there's, like in the old days, it was proper like prison time, but now. You've obviously got PlayStations, there's TVs. No, it's not even jail. Like, when I was in there, like, it was just PlayStation. you got your PlayStation there, your DVD player. Do you know what I mean? You just get all your home comforts in. And that's it. Obviously, you get a few extras. Right. I mean, to make yourself feel comfortable. But, <laughs> yeah, you did be all right. But what was what was the uh, story you was going to... I reminded you of when we were talking earlier. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, the food. Fellas. So, uh, I was always good for food, me. I love my food. I'm never going to starve anyway for anyone when I'm in there. I'm actually, do you know what I'm saying? That's what, what we get on so well. <laughs> we both live our life by food. Yeah, that's, that's what's got to be the food. I love your good food. And the best food you get in there is when um, the, 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 the Muslims are going through the time. Is it, what's it called again? Um, a Ramadan. Ramadan, yeah. So me, I turn into the Ramadan then. So when I'm in there, yeah, they call me Brother Joyce. Dagger Joyce, yeah. the Ramadan. Man. Brother Joyce, I'm telling you, that's it. Come around with a big beard on. Sitting there having me curry with the lads because I get out with a whole lot of them. I've got a lot of friends running around Manchester, I get out with a lot of them. Yeah. So come out, they come in with the big yellow boxes, food all freshly done. Right. Yeah, I mean, the best food you get. So coming in there with me naan bread, everything, me proper, Madras curry, I mean, the bollocks mm. of food. Yeah. Mm. So that, that, that's the best food you get in there, anyway. So that was the food story. Right, right, right. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and obviously, you know, you, you always refer to yourself as a family man. So, yeah. So there's so there's you and 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 your missus and how, how many children? Three girls. Three, Three girls. girls. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Hopefully another one on the way. I hope. Very <laughs> 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 boy this time. <laughs> it's funny because when when I when I had my children, I always wanted to have a boy, yeah. and we we were blessed with a boy. But then when I actually had a girl. Um, it's weird because the girls love the dads. The love, the the love that you get from your daughters, like I never experienced it because I've got four sons myself. Right. Yeah, I don't get to see them at the moment. Right. But um, obviously the door's always open for them. If I ever do get to see them again, I love my little boys. I've done everything in the world that I can for them. Yeah. So you've got seven in total? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So wow. like I say, I don't get to see them. And um, I'm always here for them, no matter what. So whatever stories they'll hear, whatever stories they won't, I'm thinking... I don't know how to approach my father. They're at that age now. Do you know what I mean? My oldest is coming there, 13 years of age. He's going to be a teenager in January. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I just want them to always know that I love them. I'm always there for them. And no matter what, the door's always open for them. And I'll never give up on them. Never turn if, me back on them. If you have one more girl, then you've got four and four. Yeah, four and four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon it'd be a boy this time. Yeah. I don't mind if it's another girl, though. Yeah. <laughs> girls and boys, I mean, I great. love my little girls. My little girls is latched onto me. I love them. Um, my Oceana is just something else. She's just daddy. Through and through, forget about the mommy, right. daddy. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see what Louisiana's like. Yeah. She'll be daddy's girl as well. Yeah. So what's how old is your youngest? My youngest is um, six weeks now, is it Ollie? Yeah, six. Yeah, six wow. weeks. Six weeks. Yeah, six weeks, yeah. Six weeks. Do you know something? I always I don't know how you found it with, with babies, but I always I always found that first year is <sighs> is tough because you know the, the the you know when we had our first kid. Yeah. Obviously, you don't, nobody gives you a fucking manual on how to look after a kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, um, I do got to say, my wife is the best mother to my children. 
Yeah. I'm going to pick the better wife to have my children. Always come first. Even before me, I get jealous sometimes. You know what I mean? Get the food on, woman. Get her ready. <laughs> yeah. But no, she does. Credit to her. She looks after my children with a proper. What's your wife's name? I forgot what her name is. She's over there, look. She's got a good... She's got a good, she's got a good uh, Holly. Got, Holly's got a good business as well in Manchester. Oh, she, she has. <laughs> so everybody subscribe and look out for the uh, 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 aesthetics. Yeah. <laughs> I know they fucked up there. But yeah, the court you know, aesthetics. Do you know, sir, every time I see you, Dougie, you're looking younger and younger. And I was actually going to say to you, that film premiere the other day. You're putting the heat on me now, What's going on, Dougie? You, you know, you're I'm, like Benjamin I'm, Button. I, well, I'll tell you what happens. Listen, <laughs> I look after myself, go for a good gym session, yeah. uh, TLC, good steam room, good sauna, fruit product, no, a bit of cream. You got right. good food. Yeah, All of you lay. All of you lay. It's making me look young. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed that, Terry. Do you know what I said the same about you when you walked in? Do you know what I mean? You yeah. must be taking the same but stuff. But that's why. Yeah. That's why Terry Stone loves you. Got you. Over there, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see any wrinkles on Terry. <laughs> no, there's no wrinkles. Like I'm that, wrinkle Terry. free. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to see the coat aesthetics yet, but um, when I'm in Manchester, I will definitely pop by. You have to pop by. Let's pop by. She'll look after you. She'll give you a great deal. Make me look. Make me look young. Oh, she will. I'm telling you. And, um, you know, you, you obviously, you know, through, throughout your sort of time in Manchester, um, do, do, have you found, um, you know, that you've been dragged into a lot of things uh, that, that weren't really anything to do with you? Where yeah, like I always get dragged into a lot of things. People use my name a lot. Uh, it's always a family situation. Always. I've got seven brothers. Yeah. Well, seven including myself. Um, keep you busy yeah they definitely keep me busy <laughs> but there's always something going on I get dragged into and this that and the other and I'm always like I say I'm a family man I love my family I'll always be there for my family family first all the time for me Yeah. and um, yeah and then if it's not that I'll be friends and then I'll be a friend of a friend then he said this then he said that and mainly like most of the cases I'm a peacemaker I'm in there like like making peace with everybody sort of things yeah. out so uh, yeah I do have a lot of uh, very busy in Manchester yeah um, and uh, obviously you, you set up this uh 3D Fight Club, how did that come about? Yeah, um, believe it or not, I was sat there one day inside the gym and um, I'm watching these people on the phone and they're thinking, he's fighting, he's having a little bit of a fight here, a tear up and they're going to a field. And I'm thinking, I do fight myself, I like the game, why don't I set something else up for everybody in Manchester to use as a platform and if they want to sort the differences out, they can come down to it. Mm. And then since I've done it, do you know what I mean? I've done number one, I'm on number five now. It's just growing, it's getting bigger and bigger as it's going. And uh, believe it or not, it's turned out a great success. So so, so just for people that are listening or watching, um, what <coughs> it, 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 it's in like an octagon, right? An octagon, yeah. And it's bare knuckle? Bare knuckle. Uh, it's mixed. K1, MMA, bare knuckle as well. So it could be MMA, but MMA, bare knuckle. So, so on the night, it's a bit of everything. So yeah, you have everything. a bare knuckle fight. Boxing gloves on as well, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And, and, and what, what are the rules on, on the bare knuckle? Because... Uh, again, I know BKB, 3D Fight Club, there's all these people now doing, um, you know, essentially licensed shows in that yeah. arena. Um, what are the actual rules? I mean, is it is it, can you elbow? Can you? No, like, um, like I say, it's whatever category you're in. So whatever whatever fight you're fighting, if you're fighting bare knuckle, it's just stand up bare knuckle. Right. If you're fighting with the gloves on, stand up bare with the bottom. Can you gloves. use elbows and head or not? Or is that not? No, 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 no. Right, okay, no. so it's just literally the knuckles. Depends, like I say, if you're fighting and you're doing your MMA, bare knuckle, all that kind of stuff. So whatever rules get set in place, that, that's the rules of the fight that you're going to have. So uh, this next show, there'll be a mix of all that again. Right, nice, Yeah, nice. so it'll be good. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it because yeah. uh, I missed the last one. But, um, well, we're going to make you the main yeah. star this time now, Terry, the red carpet. You know I'm, I mean? I'm not getting in the well, well, Hey, well, I'll tell you on the big screen coming in. <laughs> <laughs> he made it this time. <laughs> um, and what other ventures have you got involved in? 
Dougie, because I know you've done 3D Fight Club. 3D Fight Club. I know you're an entrepreneur. What other things are you, you doing? Um, well, I've got the Joyce's Irish Whiskey. Look at this, look. Death before dishonour. I love that. Do you know something? When I saw this being advertised, Dougie, I just thought, what a great idea. Yeah. And uh, how's it gone? Uh, it's going good. Uh, we finally have got the date coming in for... Everything's been done now because, it's, it's like I say, it's been people saying, when's it coming? When's it coming? When's it coming? You can't rush the HMRC. Do you know what right. I mean? You can't, you can't rush all the people working everything. Everything's been done now. So I reckon I'd say I'm waiting for, not for the for the launch of that, I'm waiting for the launch of the whiskey to be launched. Right. So we're, we're looking for a place. I don't want to give out too many minute, uh, things at the minute where it's going to be, but if we get it over the line, I'll be happy with that. But the whiskey is more or less here now. That's it. So. Amazing. So where, where did that come from? Um, talking to my partner that I work with, Carl Long, and we was uh, just one day we was having a few drinks. He said, Doug, he said, all these drinks going around this, that, and you, and you love your whiskey. Why don't you make a whiskey of your own self? Right. I said, Carl, I think you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you've got a good idea. So then we started, like, we started pursuing it. Right. Yeah. And then obviously he was looking to a few things and looking at this, and obviously my back name, Joyce, is a massive name over here in England and also over in Ireland. There's even a place called Joyce Country wow. over in Ireland. So it's a no-brainer and put things together, done a few phone calls, and that's it then. Now we've got a load of stock that's waiting to come over, which hopefully should be here by, I'd say, where, where Where is it actually it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's in the dock as we speak. No, but where's it made? Where do you actually oh, make uh, it? Oh, the same place, the same distillery as Conor McGregor gets his in Dublin. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, amazing. same place, yeah. So it's not just like any old whiskey, it's no, an Irish. It's, it's proper, proper and it's Irish. double cast as well. Amazing. It's amazing. not single cast, it's double cast. Well, it's, it's funny because I've... I've uh, literally similar conversation. Yep. One of my good pals, who, who I was a few things with, mentioned to me about doing a drinks brand, and we did a vodka brand. Well, tell the truth now. You got the idea for me, didn't you, Terry? No, I didn't. Yes, well, I, didn't I was under a whiskey. I started before you. <laughs> but, 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 no, it's, no, see, but it's funny. You know what I like about what's all the different colours with the bottles as well. Yeah. But yeah. you know what's interesting? Like you know, I, I like you. Right? I, I, you know, people have their drink, go to drinks. I've yep. always been a rum man. Yeah. Right? So I would have been gravitated to a rum. To a rum, yeah. But the thing is, um, I've never really been a vodka fan, no. and and I've always likened it to drinking paint stripper. Yeah. And um, the only vodka that I've drunk um, is normally Belvedere or um, yeah. uh, Grey Goose. Yeah. And then my mate that. said to me, he said, look, he said, I've got this vodka. And he said, it is on that level. He said, I'll just try it. Right? And he had these three samples. One was normal vodka, one was blue raspberry, one was... A pink apple, and I tried it, and I was like, "The pink apple tastes like a kid's drink." <laughs> yeah. So you're going to get in trouble with that. Yeah, you yeah. Just keep drinking it, <laughs> and the blue raspberry. Yeah. So, I, so for me, the, the actual standard vodka is not for me, but I like the sort of um, flavored yeah, yeah. vodkas. So, so I got into that, and um, and and again, like the work that goes into it, and for anybody who's thinking of opening up a company and doing their own drinks brand, it's a lot of hard work. It's not easy. It's yeah. a lot of. I didn't work. realize how hard it was until I got into it. And still, yeah, I'm still going now. But yeah. but you know what? When you get to the end, yeah. you actually physically start getting it's it. It's worth it. I can't wait. It. I can't wait to do the launch. The launch is going to be happening very soon. Like I say, we're waiting for the date now. So it's there, ready, everything signed off. Yeah. I was waiting for the date, the launch. Obviously, you'll be a guest there, Terry. I'll be coming, mate. I'll, yeah, be, I'll, be, I'll be trying it. You'll be trying the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I am a heathen when it comes to whiskey. Lots of purists yeah. drink it either neat. Or on the rocks. I well, like I it. Promise you. I like it with cocoa ginger. <laughs> well, I promise you. I, I'm the same, but I can promise you this here. That's the whiskey I can drink straight. 
Right. With a few blocks of ice on it. Yeah. Drink it straight because you get ones that'll burn your throat and you say, ooh, it tastes like petrol in your mouth. Right. That there has got a mix in it. The only, whis the only whiskey that I've had that I actually really like is Macallan. But would you, are you, you'd like whiskey, right? Do you drink Macallan? Do you know, do you know, do you know one of my favourite whiskey drinks? Yeah, it's Johnny Walker's Blue Label. Right, okay. That's yeah. popular as well. Yeah, it's got a beautiful taste to it and it's just got that nice strong taste to it. And that was my favourite drink until that come along. So basically, your whiskey, yeah. Joyce's, Joyce's Irish, Irish whiskey, yeah. right? It's like Johnny Walker, but better. Yeah, 100%. Right, thank yeah. you. Like I say, I went through a lot of testing. Yeah, a lot of testing. And Is that what you told the missus? <laughs> like, where are you, Danny? Yeah. Like, I just got, I just she's finished. The, she's I'm she's testing the whiskey, babe. <laughs> she's on the first time to me. She said, are you all right, you? Yeah, man, I'm all right, yeah. Like that day, I said, yeah, I'm just doing a bit of testing. I've already gone through about six already. Yeah. So I think it went through about 20 tears to get the right one. Right, right. I said, that one. I said, that's the one. Can, you, can, you, can you drink? Can I drink? Yeah, I can drink, right, yeah. Right, yeah, because... I have always find like if I if I if I'm sort of on a fitness thing yeah. and I drink, I always find it sort of knocks me back a day or yeah. two. But do you just take it yourself? I, I can drink that whiskey, no problem. Right. Yeah. Part of your part of your exercise regime. Well, definitely, yeah. <laughs> part of the exercise. I think it runs in the breeders of a whole lot of us. Right, right. But yeah, it's um it's a smooth taste. When you when you taste it, uh, Terry, you'll have your own opinion on it. Yeah, I can't wait. And I can't wait to taste your vodka as well. Yeah, no. Well we we we'll have a yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have, have an we'll any ten and the joyces <laughs> Irish whiskey. <laughs> We, we, we have a testing day. Yeah, testing day, yeah. <laughs> a night. Um, and, um, you know, what, what's happening, you know, with, uh, uh, I mean, obviously you've got the documentary out. Surely there's got to be a book in the works, huh? Well, <clears throat> I've been asked a few times off different uh, offers to do books, but I've just never got around the time because I've never had, you know, it's like Terry, your own self. You, yeah. you find it hard to have time for yourself. One minute you're there, you're there, and then you're getting pulled to do another thing in a different project. But yeah, it will be on the. It will be out there for doing a book. Yeah. I think probably a few more years yet. Right. The, every year I'm doing, there's always something even coming. How, and coming how old are you now? Uh, Thirty-five now. Thirty-five. So yes. Yeah. So you've got yeah. Plenty of years. Yeah. I mean, I'm fifty-two. So I I'm, think I think I might. Uh, listen, we'll, we'll get a pencil in now. One fifty on my fiftieth birthday. We'll start. Right, we'll I'm sure it. I'll have a story then. <laughs> <laughs> can I, I can tell you some stories. Jesus. As you're an undefeated bare knuckle fighter, um, have you got any more fights lined up, Dougie? Well, I'm getting call-outs right, left and centre, aren't I? Um, I'd say a few people, especially this uh, fella that's obviously got a thing about me, Douglas Doherty. So he's been... Um, saying, is he related to Paddy or not? Or is he somebody... Yeah, he's related to Paddy, yeah. So he's uh, challenging me to fight. He's uh, wanting to fight me again. The thing is with that fella, yeah, he offered me a fight last time. Yeah, he challenged me to a fight. He accepted it, yeah. And the thing is, I'm unbeaten, yeah. All he's ever done is drawed with everybody. I've never seen him beat anybody. Right. And every fight he said, don't get me wrong, the fella can have a fight. And, well, this is supposed to be a supreme fighter, and everyone had me ruled out to be this person's going to get beat, knocked out. The fella couldn't even, well, what's it, the camera, couldn't knock something out anyway. Right. But anyways, yeah, me and him had a fight, and uh, he couldn't do nothing to me. We both fought to the end. That's it, he got hit with a few hard ones, and then he wanted to call it a draw. Yeah. So all, he's, all I've ever seen him do is shake hands, call it a draw. So mentally, what I think about this fella is, and it's only obvious, I'm living in the man's head rent-free. Yeah, every time he comes into Manchester and sees that Manchester sign, look at Jess. That's it. It's just like a big sign like that. Dougie! <laughs> just remove the Manchester. Yeah, look at Jess. So every time he comes in, he'll tell you he's thinking of me. And you know what? Yeah, it's his own fault. Don't try and step to the mark. Don't give it the begin and don't tell everyone you're going to do a job and do this, that, and the other. Yeah, and go home what's with your hands in your pocket. That's exactly what I'm. Do you think he might he might be on, on the next show? Do you reckon he... he, 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 he 
that rapid there. Yeah. I'd fight him on my next show, no problem. But yeah. I, I wouldn't have had a crowd to go down because I think right. the whole thing would kick off when I knock him out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, me and him, we'll get. Out of, he's challenged me again. The okay. thing is, I'm busy with work, doing what I'm doing. Gives his little challenge. The fellas training every day, thinking, "Diggy jazz, diggy jazz, diggy jazz, sit ups, diggy jazz, diggy jazz." Views giving, diggy jazz. It's the truth, does it? It's like you know, I've got an idea. I see you've got your King Joyce. Is that a club? I'm going to stamp King Joyce in the Douglas Ford. I've got, I've got enough idea. So you've got King Joyce merch. Yeah. I've got an idea for you. Go on. What about Dougie Joyce Chester merch? Dougie Joyce Chester merch. As in Manchester, but Dougie Joyce Chester. Yeah. Slash out, slash out. No, but all jokes aside, he's yeah. challenged me. Right. I've accepted the fight. He's, uh, I've told him I'll give him a date. Yeah, obviously I'm busy doing what I'm doing. I've got a court case coming up after the court case. I'll give him a date. Because like I said, I don't like to give people dates. If I can't be there, whatever. I always turn right. up, 100%. So um, like I said, I'm busy doing my work. I'm up here doing what I'm doing with you, Terry. I'm, this is constant everywhere. Yeah. So you'll get his date. you get his fight. But... The only way we're fighting is not on a football pitch like you picked last time. Right. It's got to be in a small ring. 10 foot, 12 foot ring, I'm easy. Yeah. It's going to be in there and then we're going to see then who's the better man. After that then, I don't want to hear his name, don't want nothing more to do with him and he's got his fight. So everything he's doing, he's even sleeping, even when he goes home to bed and sleeping, yeah, he's thinking of me, he wakes up, he's thinking of me. Do you know what I mean? But that's the best one. Every time he comes into Manchester, she's the side. Diggy Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry, listen, you're getting your dating, you're getting your baiting. Brilliant. And, and uh, one thing we haven't really talked about, obviously, Manchester as a city, um, you know, we used to call it Gunchester. Yeah. Right? And uh, That's when it was back when it was because of him, because the gun rate was sky high. Yeah. Since he got locked up, the gun rate went down, I think, by <laughs> it was all his about, about 85%. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember doing a, uh, we used to do a, a brand called Gary's Nation. We did a party at the uh, G-Mix. Yeah. And I remember literally being on the door up there and I saw people. So I, can't, I can't help it. Diggy Jess. Doggy Joyce and me now. <laughs> Just remember, Diggy Jess don't love you. Um, and I remember being on the door, right? And they got these metal detectors. And this must have been 98, 99. And I remember standing on the door. And I was standing back behind the door. And there's all the security checking people, making them go for the metal detectors. Yeah. And I saw a guy walk up to one of the doormen and go like that. And I saw he had a fucking machine gun. <laughs> In his jacket, and the doorman went, no problem. Walked him round <laughs> the metal detector. So I'm going, I'm fucking going. I was like, I'm out of here. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. um, I, I regularly heard about people. I mean, you know, up there, I mean, people were getting shot on a regular basis. Yeah, of course. Listen, let's say in Manchester, I know a lot of people got a lot of respect in Manchester. I know a lot of people inside of us that's got a lot of respect for me as well. Everywhere I go into Manchester. I've got most of respect going to the clubs, the bouncers, everything. I know all the firms in Manchester, up and on around the place. It's a mutual agreement. Do you know what I mean? Mutual respect with each other. Like I say, if you don't know nobody, then you might have a problem. If you're just a normal person, you'll have a great night. Carry on, go home, do what you're doing. But obviously, there's people that's got an edge with everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? As long as you're right with them, they're right with you. Yeah. Because we had we had a guest on here um, uh, recently uh, called Bernard Mahoney, and he was he, he wrote. Oh, a I, book. Don't, I don't know. I, um, I think yeah, a documentary with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, British Gangsters, uh, The Underworld. Yeah, so he come on. And you'll, he... see, you'll see that. Sorry, I'll stop you talking to him. Yeah. You'll see that on there as well with uh, the situation with all the statements. He's got them all off Paddy and all that. He's the first one to come out and done a full documentary wow. on it. Wow. Yeah, but yeah. Do you know something? I have actually seen that. I watched that online. Um, but he was on it and he was talking because he did a, a book about Paul Massey. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously he got a lot of stick from uh, various people 
same different things. But I mean, did, did, obviously you knew, you knew Paul. Yeah, I knew Paul. Um, yeah. What was what was he like? I mean, was he? He was a nice fellow. Right. So, do you know what I mean he, he had his ways. He done what he was doing around the place. If it wasn't for Paul Massey, yeah, my brother would still be in jail now doing IPP. Right. Yeah, for Paddy. Right. It was Paddy. It was in the car with Paul because he were mates at the time as well. I said I'm going to get him jail. Paul made him pull over the motor and get out. Right. Yeah. And that's how he went of a distance. Paul came into the dock, yeah, as a witness for Johnny against Paddy, and then Paddy tried denying that he knew Paul. Right. That's when he caused himself a bad situation. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, so in Manchester, um, back, back, back then when Paul was alive, um, there was obviously Paul Massey. <coughs> there was a Gooch. Yeah. There was uh, Cheat Mill. Yeah. And um, what were the other gangs that up there that was? There's, there's all different ones. There's a Dodderton as well. Right. Yeah, there's all different mixed reviews. Like I say, the younger generation now, you've got their own crews and they're all coming up. There was LSC. Right. You know I mean, there was the Pitbull. Every, every, there was all different names back then. Right. I mean, a lot wilder than what it is today. Right, right. Do you right. know what I mean? But, Has uh, it calmed down a bit now? Yeah, it was like the Wild West back then. Just didn't give right. a shit. But obviously now there's a lot more things put in place. Right. And it's harder to get away now with a murder. Right. I mean, so you'll think some some will <laughs> you'll think now before they do it. So, I mean, well, I, mean I, I think, I don't know... I'm, Again, I'm doing this from 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 memory, <clears throat> but I, I seem to remember was Manchester the like murder capital of England. Well, at one stage, yeah, because that's, that, that's why I got put down to being right. good in Manchester. Do you know what I mean? There was um, it was someone getting murdered every week. Right. Well, wow. Someone getting shot at. Something happening. Let's say there's a um, yeah. It was want to say a place we were living at. <laughs> we was living <laughs> right in the heart of it on the Anton Estate. Yeah, that was many many years ago. What's the what 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 do you think? Change what made the, uh, you know, made it made it change. Then do you think do you think people do you think the law enforcement just um, yeah I think made they it come down heavier, didn't they? And they're taking out the big names, taking out the ring leaders. <coughs> Let's say once you cut the head off the chicken, yeah, right. the snake, whatever, they, whatever the saying is, they drop, don't they? But obviously they'll carry on, they'll carry on, but they'll just keep coming in. Once they get one, they'll get two. They'll come here and. And that's what they've been doing. They've been putting all the main fellas away. But right. still, it'll just a generation will just keep coming through. I suppose. The, the, I mean, some of the some of the sentences they're giving out. Are, you know, they're they're, they're 30, hefty, 40 yeah, they're hefty, sentences. Yeah, yeah they're um, never getting out again, are they? No. And no. if they do, we're going to be an old person, so aren't they? Do you know what? <clears throat> this is one thing that that I've, a friend of mine was. He does a lot of stuff with young offenders. Yeah. You know, they're like 17, 18 year old kids, um, in London that are <coughs> getting wrapped up in gun crime. And they're, you know, killing people and then they're going to jail and they're getting life sentences. Yeah. But their view is that they're when they come out, they're going to have a rep and that everyone's going to respect them. But obviously what they don't realise is by the time they come out of jail, no one's even going to remember them. Um, I've got to remember them. And the thing is, yeah, what you was then, you're not going to be now. You know what I mean? Because your time's already served. There's a lot more bigger, stronger, better people in yourself, a lot more richer people. Let's say you've got to go with the times. Mm. And the thing is, don't get me wrong, you'll still be respected amongst your own crowd. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I mean, what what advice? I mean, you know, you've obviously been through, um, you know, f f been brought up in a travelling community. You've obviously been through a lot of stuff. You've obviously been brought up rough. You've had to learn to fight. You've had to, you know, have that honour, respect, um, and, and obviously you expect that, like you said earlier, back. Yeah. Um, do, you know, if you were talking to somebody now and wanting to guide them or advise them, right, and they would, would you say to them, look, you know, Get involved in business, make money. You know, d d d don't waste your life away. My my advice would be to them, yeah. All the gang stuff, it's over. Right. It's over. Go and get yourself a degree or something, something that you're good at, right. something that you can put yourself to, put your hands to, and turn to gold. Yeah, like I say, me, I'm a trier. 
and I'll keep trying until that one clicks in and then that one shoots straight to the top. The thing is, never stop trying. Once you stop trying, you'll never get there. But the thing is, my, my, my advice would be to the younger generation, get into the business, get something going for yourself and just keep building. Once you're building on something, it's only going to keep building. Once you're investing into it, it's just going to keep building. Then move on to something else and start building that there. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's what I always yeah. learned because you can always jump from one to the other. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, we had a guy um, who we interviewed recently <clears throat> on the very podcast, and uh, we were chatting away, and, and he actually said, um, he said, you know, the amount of informants yeah. that were around on the on the low level crime stuff. He said, if you enter that arena, whether it's selling drugs, whether it's burgling people's houses, stealing people's watches, whatever it is, <clears throat> he said, there's so many informants. You know, it's only a matter of time before. You do actually get caught and go. It is. Listen, um, there's that many grasses out there now. It's just not normal. Terry, I'm telling you, listen, it could be, it could be your mate, you sat there, and then obviously he's giving information to him that you've got to be very, very careful. That's why you've got to keep your, your circle tight. Right. doesn't matter how many friends you've got. You could have 100 friends. Right. Keep two, three good, strong men around you. It's actually funny, isn't it? Because I've, I've what I've loved about um, meeting you and um, being connected with you is, you know, we don't need to speak to each other every day. Right. We might only see each other once a month, yeah. But it's not like we've been apart. No, do you know no, what I mean? And I think when you make, when you click with people, yeah, you're you're you don't need to be in their life every day. No. How are you? What are you doing? Blah blah. You don't you don't, you you don't need to do that to show that you're a friend. Do you know what I mean? You're at the other end of the line, a phone call, or a little <laughs> message. How are you doing, pal? You all right? Yeah. Maybe a little check in here and there. I'm up your neck at all. Do you fancy a curry? <laughs> but yeah, no, I get it. Is uh, yeah. them relationships as always the best ones? Yeah, absolutely. Because you come and go, do whatever you want. And if you're in the area, you're in the area. If you're not, you're not. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people, um, and this is quite quite a good thing for people to take on board. Um, people sort of, you know, I've, I've had it with people where, you know, people become very sensitive. You know, if you're in a group and they send a message around and you don't respond, they go, why don't you respond to my message? And it's all like, you didn't like my picture on Instagram. You didn't do this, you didn't do that. And you're like, mate. Fucking chill the fuck out. Do you know what people I mean? People like that there. Too, <laughs> well, 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 George, Terry, yeah, I've got it all the time. Do you know? <laughs> people like that there has got too much time on their hands. Right. For one, they're obviously not working. Right. Yeah. For two, they're sat at home in a box room. Yeah. Getting stressed and paranoid, thinking, "Why is he not like my picture? I've liked his picture <laughs> ten times." Yeah. I've sent him a message. He's not got back to me. Maybe I've got another hundred messages. Been that two I've got minutes. To get back to. Been two if, minutes. And if, 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 if it's an emergency, pick up the phone and ring me. Do you know what I mean? And if you don't get an answer, then that's it. Lord of hate mail. Think you're fucking hell, mate. Hey, do you know what I mean? Relax, calm yourself down. Oh man, I get it all the time, Terry. Yeah. But it is, yeah. I'm sure you get it yourself. Plenty. Of yeah, times. no. Do, do you know what, Terry? You blanking me, Terry? Cheer me, Paul, Terry. <laughs> Terry, I'm, I'm only going to send you one more message saying I love you. <laughs> and then, hey, so I've, had, I've had it where I've got a lot of messages off certain individuals. And then uh, I've been probably about 20 messages, probably when they've been out the night before and doing the doing, yeah. And then I'll come on to check out all these messages. You've got 20 unread messages. So go on there and they're all deleted. <laughs> Thinking, what does that little cunt call me? <laughs> probably calling me a lot of names. Yeah. So they all right. Yeah, oh, sorry, Paul. I was on the piss last night. Yeah. But you was. Um, and, and and how would you say, um, <coughs> for, for, you know, Manchester obviously, you know, back in the day was was obviously a dangerous place. Yeah. Um, and obviously now, obviously, like you said, the law enforcement has sort of you know cracked down. But um, what 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 what's the sort of major crimes now that are happening in in Manchester? Is it 
Is it similar to London? There's a lot of sort of watch fests. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say. I just said, well, there you go. I wouldn't even say it's all like crimes to do with shooting all that there because that's. I mean, you, it's very rarely now. I reckon it's more down to fraud and thefts and these fellas up now. Have you seen them on the little bike, electric bikes with the balaclavas on, going through town and grabbing people's phones and stuff? Well, here we we they normally come past in a moment. They're yeah, dressed up as uh, Uber yeah, drive, Uber Eats people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they come up to you. You got the time, mate, and then they yeah, pull a knife out. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a few of them flying through. Me, um, the, me and the wife was walking through Manchester town. You see these fellas all masked up. Yeah, and you see the run little scooters, the electric ones on the bikes, and coming in a little team going around for and just like looking for the victims. But it's dangerous as well. Like for like say the the older ones and the younger ones is oblivious to what's going on. Straight past her on the phone. Whoop, all the block. Yeah. I mean, it is mad though, isn't it? That you, you know, you, you know, because in the old days, you know, if 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 you worked hard, <clears throat> you'd celebrate that by buying a watch or by buying a car or yeah. by buying some shoes or, you know, p people would 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 reward themselves with these things. And now it's sort of like, well, you might want to reward yourself for that, but if you wear that, you're probably <laughs> going to fucking get turned it, it just it just put, it puts people off, like genuine hardworking people, from buying anything, don't it? Yeah, because they get it and think. I had a story the other, well, two stories actually, in the last few weeks in London. Uh, there was a guy driving through Knightsbridge in a fry with a roof off, and he had a watch on, and he was driving down the road, and his moped <coughs> came up the side of him with a machete and just went and then took his watch. And he well, was, chopped his hand off. And he was like, he was like, if you'd have asked, I'd have given you the fucking watch, it's too short. Yeah. They just chopped him, and he actually lost his fucking arm. And uh, that was one. And then another guy um, went to, there's a gym in Knightsbridge. He went into the gym. Someone's obviously seen he's got a nice watch on. Yeah. And then waited for him. When he's come out, shot him in the leg and took his watch. I mean, it is fucking insane. I don't know. Offer a watch. What are you going to get for a rubber watch? Do you know what I mean? For one, you're losing half of the value of it. Right. Yeah, straight away. You can't go and take it into any jewellers because it's going to flog back up what's on it, that it's robbed. Yeah. And then it's going to go and look for, what, a couple of grand here and there. Was it really worth it? No. Look at the jail you're going to get over it. No. You need to go and get a job, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they learn more money. I, I just, I wage. just hope that these people that are doing it do it to the wrong person because they seem to have been, had yeah. a little bit of luck doing it to the to the, to people that haven't, you know. But um, I've, I've, I'm sort of waiting for the day when they do it to the wrong person. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> he's leather jacket on. I saw that. Hey, what do you want, boy? What's here? <laughs> You know, you don't want this, you want this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won't be long skinned enough and white not <laughs> I think you'd be safe in that counter, Zach. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. And obviously, you've travelled around a bit, um, up and down the country. Where would you say, um, <coughs> yeah, if, if you was to sort of got, if you've got any stories where you've gotten any scrapes or oh, give us one of your crazy Manchester stories, Dougie. You must have one or two. Um, I've got a few inside, inside that town. I've got a few scars to <laughs> prove them as well, especially one from the, an incident with the wife. Right. So the one with the incident and the wife. Won't say where it was like. Right. But anyways, it was in a nightclub. It was in Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Brighton. Yeah. That's <laughs> it, Brighton, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place. Beautiful. <laughs> so um anyways, I'm in there with a few of the boys. We're all out in couples with our wives. And um anyways, I walk over to the table, give my wife her a drink. The boys are still at the bar. So I look at uh, my wife and say, What's up with you? She's like that there. Him there, he keeps obviously trying to call us over and this, that, and the other, and I've told him to fuck off. Yeah. So, anyways, I've looked at him. Yeah. Like, just give him, no, like, just give him the eyes, like, you know, yeah, she's with me. Can't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Don't, hey, don't, don't do it again. So, um. She not for you. Yeah, not she for not you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> like, back off. 
So anyways, I walk back to the bar to go and get um, some more drinks. So the cheeky cunt is trying it again, aren't he? Like, pint over to my wife, come over here with us. What part yeah. of fuck off don't you understand? Yeah. Well, she, she's told him, fuck <laughs> off. Do you know what I mean? Blit, blit into his face, fuck off. So obviously that must have wanted to think, oh, I'm the man here. Yeah, so whatever he's thinking, I don't know. So I've come walking back over, and then the wife's told me. So she's told me, I've walked straight over, and I had the idea, you know, I've got a few drinks in my <laughs> I said, was it him? Yeah, it was him. I've hit him full on flush. Yeah, <laughs> bang, knocked him out. As I've done that, yeah, three tables. <laughs> I'm out telling each table, all stop. I went, got me watch on. Yeah, like that there, I've gone, I thought now here's a nice. I thought here's a nice. I thought here's a nice situation you've got me in now. I thought you're dead after here. <laughs> got the watch off. Got it. And I mean stuck in, but they were all dropping like flies. Giving it to them. I got a wrap of a bottle straight off the back of my head. Yeah. By the way, the boys are still at the bar having a drink. Yeah. Think nothing's <laughs> going on. <laughs> my wife is like that piping over shouting, get like you know, come over and help them. Do you know what I mean? So obviously I'm stuck in. I got a wrap of a bottle off the back of my head. Split, split the back of my head open. I'm not even known. I just felt like it was just. Wet, that's the way it felt because it was a big bottle off my head. So, anyway, giving them some dropping them, banging them. This, I mean, they're dropping like flies, so they're still coming. Do you know what I mean? Like, boys, come on, what's that going on? Carry on film. Yeah, so yeah, that's what it was. It was like a wild west. So, then the boys has come running over. D was there at the time, yeah, and uh, he's come over. My wife threw a glass, yeah, to like protect me, and she's hit him with a glass. But I look here, yeah, nice one, mate. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, he's with us. So we stuck in. Then obviously all the boys come running over. Then got stuck in. Like you know, I think the fight was going on for a good two minutes before they even noticed. I said like, hello, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. But yeah, that was it. Was it was a good night, good fight. So um, her phone goes missing, and um, running around, we've walked out through the front door. All the police has grabbed us. So I said, what are you doing? I said, they're all bloody nutters in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm holding the finger on the back of my head. I said, I'm the victim here. Like that. Oh, it's right. so weird. Hey, he went, all right. He said, all right, stand, <laughs> sorry, stand there, stand there. So I thought, go, yeah. yeah. So anyway, backing through the door, me and her, because she, she's lost the phone. Gone in, spoke to the fellas that I knew the bouncers. So we've gone out through the back, got in her car, and we're driving back now, nice and slow. <laughs> and we're looking out the window, all the lads are all getting nicked. They're all there, hands behind the back. Fuck, you don't know what's going on, bro. Like, that, what's happened? All that there, yeah. So I'm beeping on. See you later, lads. Have a good night. <laughs> but that was, it was funny. It was fun. That was funny. And then we had to cheat the ring up the next day to get the phone back. Got the phone back. <laughs> you know, I love that. Yeah. Right. And I got the, the scar in the back of my head about that size. Right. Some rap hit me with that ball. Some what? Fucking cunt. Some, <laughs> Some rap. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hit me a good rap of it. Yeah, one of them big, uh, what do you call, Belvedere bottles. Oh, what? Yeah. Could at least hit me with a, no, the middle piece. It would have been a softer hit. <laughs> one of, the bottom of it, the hard piece. <laughs> um, and so that's, 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 that is a, a, an entertaining story. <laughs> yeah. And it was like the Wild West, though, but you know what? It was funny, though, because as we are outside... All you can hear is bish, bash, boom. I mean, tables going that way, bottles coming over. So I'm looking at the wife thinking, oh, shit. What's happened there? I said, that, that's what you've caused. I was like, are you happy? It's all your fault. Yeah, yeah, it's she your got full blame. She got full blame to her. Yeah, and then I went from there. I got a kebab and went home. Right. That was a great night. Yeah. So, 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 so just to be clear, for anybody who's listening. Yeah, don't be putting that one on. Yeah. watching the podcast, um, if you see Dougie Joyce's wife out, do not chat her up. You're not offered to buy a drink, and if Dougie comes over and gives you that look, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Because he won't be loving you. He won't be loving Definitely you. Definitely not. <laughs> so, so, so talking about obviously, you know, the Joyce family, um, and obviously, like you said, you know, everybody knows Joyce's family name. 
Um, and obviously, you know, you're well respected in the traveller community. Have you had any sort of like rivalries with where, where you've sort of clashed heads with people and it's just gone on and on? Was it the the, 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 the Doherty thing? Was that the main one? Or was yeah, that was like the main one to begin with, 2010. Right. That's been going on to now. Right. I won't really call it anything special because they've completely got the out of Manchester. They live up in Queensferry, up in that way. Yeah. But uh, that's just one of them. See you when I see them. Yeah. Yeah. But it was all hot and heavy back then. But um, as for the families, there's always something going on or something getting said and then having a fight. It's just, it's all superness. So, so Dougie, I, I appreciate that you're obviously being an entrepreneur now. You've got your whiskey, you've got your 3D Fight Club, you've obviously got other businesses as well. Yeah. Um, but do you sort of feel a little bit like <clears throat> that guy in The Sopranos when he says, every time I can't get out, they pull me back in. <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it's like. It's like a tow rope on the back of me. <laughs> and yeah, pulling me straight back in. But um, like I say, I am just taking myself away from all that. Right. Getting on, being a family man. Yeah. But you always get the little rats that's trying to pull you back in. Right. Yeah. And that's there, I think, is always going to continue unless I prosper and get myself out of Manchester or whatever. Obviously, Manchester's my hometown. But like I say, I'm just trying to get on with my life. Anybody that tries to do anything to step in my way, I'm just going to knock them down. But I'll still carry on doing what I'm doing. I just want to but, be a family man. But just to be clear, you will put him in the recovery position. Yeah, 100% recovery <laughs> position. Yeah. Definitely because I'm a nice guy. Doogie Jace is a nice guy. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, just want to get on with my life, do my thing, do the best I can for my children and my wife. And that's it. Be left alone. Yeah. Amazing. But I reckon that's going to be impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <coughs> As we say, pub brawls and nightclubs. Me and my brother used to always do what we were doing, fighting all the time. Uh, my brother Johnny. He could never get rid of us. It was like this. We'd be out Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That was them days back then in Ashton, Ashton times. We was always fighting, fighting with the bouncers, fighting the doormen, fighting this, fighting normal fellows. It was just an always a fight. You go down there, have a drink, have a fight. That's yeah. where the fight club comes yeah. from, right? Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> but anyway, there was this particular night we got in there and these fellows come from, I won't say no names or bring anyone into it, but <coughs> came in, doing what they're doing, tried taking over the show, were there. Two big strong men doing what we're doing. I'm thinking we're not going to be talking. We're not people talk to us like shit and tell us what to do. It's not going to happen. Definitely not in our manner. So, anyways, cut the story short. Me and my brother switched. Started giving it to them. Started giving it to the bouncers. Giving it to the ones who was getting in, our, in, in the way of it. And then it escalated from there to something a lot bigger. So then, obviously, there was a bit of a hit or whatever going to be on us. And uh, I remember I had a brand new Honda Type R at the time when they first come out. That was the car back then, 50, uh, 57 plate, but they were the car back then. So anyway, pulled up outside, there with the boys, there was uh, four of us in my car, driving through. But as we're coming through, we're talking to the bouncer, what's going on. So anyway, cut a story short, as we're driving out, we're driving around, and as we go out out, out, out of Ashton, we're driving, this car's following us. Yeah, the same kind of car, yeah, but an older model, yeah. So flying, and I said, that car's following us, boys. It's following us. And he's all like, nah, nah, you just being quiet. I said, listen, I know. Yeah, no, you just know, you know. So I said, I'll test it, going through the lights. And then I knew they'd have to wait at the red lights, but they've gone through the red lights. I said, here we go. So I pulled up at the lights like this, and this car's pulled right beside us. And he gone, doogie like that there. So my mate in the past, he said, look who it is. The same fellas that we give it to, yeah? They've gone like that there, leaned straight over with the gun, like that there, and just boom, let it rip. So we're that close from here to there, yeah? <laughs> obviously, we mate was in the passenger seat. Obviously, he, they're not used to any of this. He shit himself, duck, just missed them, right, yeah? All the pellets is going for the door, yeah. Me, obviously got like a little lever on the right, yeah. Just pull the lever, yeah, just like it was normal. Do you know what I mean? Come back, <laughs> back up again. As you come there, wallop, have that there with the car, yeah. Right. So don't like a full reverse swing. But the police was watching this, by the way. 
Police on the other side of the road watching this whole thing happen. Wow. Yeah, so turn around, we're flying on down the road, and this guy's trying to come up with us. The other ones in the back are screaming, they're going to kill. I said, shut up, what is No worry, this is high pursuit now. And this is genuine, this is the truthless. So we're flying on down. I even slowed down for the speaker, man. Yeah, I said, I said, my father's going to kill me if I get a Sweden dick. <laughs> he said, they're going to kill us. See, <laughs> even when your life's in danger, you're still worried about said, breaking yeah, the law. I slowed down for a speed ticket, yeah, because I had it all in my father's name. I said, I said, he's going to kill me. I'm only younger this time. I'm only like, um, how old was I? I think I was about 19, 20. Right. Right. I, mean? I was only young, I was only a pup. So anyway, we're flying down. I made a few phone calls to the boys. I had everybody on standby. And as they were pulling out, I said, oh, keep following me, waving them to follow me, because I want them to follow me to a dead end. If they did, it would have been the end of them. Yeah, and then they got onto it. So I drove myself down to a place, into a dead end, but I had everyone waiting. And then they've got there, boom, and then they went that way. They went. So if they really want to do the job, they would have done a job. But I was going to do a job on them. Right. But anyways, we're all friends now. Yeah, that's uh, good. Well, <laughs> that's just another story for the books. <laughs> but yeah, it was funny. It was. And what would you say? I mean, yeah, obviously, uh, you, you watch a lot of, uh, I know you love your movies. Yeah. And um, what are your favourite films that, um, <coughs> you know, if, are you sort of, do you like watching the crime movies? I love watching them all. I'm not, yeah. I'm not just saying it because obviously you do it all day with the Rise of the Foot Soldiers, but every one of them has come on from the day one up to now. I love every one of them. Amazing. Every one of them, Terry. And listen, fair play to no, you. Thank you, Danny. It's a credit to you. Yeah. Yeah. Every you. one of your movies, even when she's at home, like, what are you watching all these things for? Because it's not thank just yours. Like, it'd be all like different <laughs> not to do with crimes, criminal things, and this, that, the other. You're always watching all these fucking shit. I want to watch a movie. I said, shh. This is Terry's new movie. You can't speak. She went, what is it? Yeah, it was the heist. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the last I said, time. he's made another one. I said, I'm going to watch this. So then she sat down. She went, oh, it's all right, this. Yeah. I said, I told you it's not that bad, didn't I? Yeah. And then I've, I've got my other little daughter in the corner. I said, oh, Dad, I love this. I said, I told you it's a good movie, but that was a good, that was a good one. Because it was weird to begin with. Because we, we, we do struggle in getting a female audience, Dougie, so I appreciate yeah. you bringing yeah. the girls in. Oh, you know? listen, now, trust me. I've got to listen. I have a little girl there watching. She, She's my partner when I watch movies. This one, no, I just forget about it. What does Holly like watching in? She's not too bad, but all she likes is watching horrors. Right, okay. Oh. I love stories, yeah. Do you know something? A lot of shit. Do you know something? It's actually quite funny. My missus always says to me, when are you going to make a nice film? Why, why, why can't you do like a rom-com? I said, yeah, but you wouldn't like that then, babe. Well, like, I'd up everybody being, likes the action. I'd, I'd end up being with another woman and falling in love. And I said, then you wouldn't like that either. So oh, I said, I can't that. win. I've <laughs> <laughs> actually said, stick to the fucking action movies. Yeah, she said, no, she said, just keep being a gangster. Keep being a gangster. <laughs> Put that silly wig on and just call people a cunt. You know, so. No, but they are, they are like, what's that? They are, I mean, definitely top 10 movies. The Amazing. Rise of Foot Show, Amazing. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I love all them pillars, man. Amazing. Credit to you. Amazing. And um, I mean, I, I've, I know they did, uh, they've done quite a few, Sort of traveller shows. I know they did, uh, you know, Home of the Furies <coughs> on uh, uh, oh, Netflix. As soon as I put um, on, I was watching the full thing all the way through because yeah. you know it's something that you can just keep watching. Yeah, but obviously he's not far from you, Tyson, is he? So no, you obviously know the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I thought that was good. There was obviously um, absolutely Ascot. There was um, uh, the, the, the Gypsy Wedding <coughs> program. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's been all these different different shows, but I can only remember one. Movie, I think it was called Big Fat Gypsy Gangster or something, something like that. Yeah, but but it was. Oh yeah, I yeah. know you're about Card War Gangsters or something. Whatever. Yeah, something, something like. That. And Same I think kind of it, actor. I yeah, think yeah, it yeah, had Ricky so. Ricky Grover in it. Um, but um, is it the one that was recorded over in Ireland? Do you know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I remember reading about it. Yeah, I but, think it might be. Yeah. But but I'm I'm actually surprised that there's never been, because um, obviously in in the travelling communities there are, yeah. um, you know. Uh, it's, it's the Brent Walker that they're they're a notorious um, group, aren't they? From yeah. from uh, what about sitting in London? Is it uh, 
Brent Park. Yeah, Brent Park. Yeah. Yeah. Good night tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and and there's there's there, I'm surprised there's never been a uh, a, a proper movie made. Well, you about never know, Terry. You might be under something. Oh, but that's why you I'm, might listen. You might be under something. That's why I the want to speak to Dougie. We've got to try and do it. We've yeah. got to try and do it because I genuinely think there's so much interest because when I grew up, um, you know, you meet somebody, and and the only reason I become friends with the traveller community was because when I went to the boxing club, yeah. which was Les Stevens Boxing Club, who's, who's now dead, God rest his soul, but um, I went <coughs> down there because I wanted to learn to fight. And I walked in the club, and I didn't know it was it was a traveller's boxing club, so I walked in, and I said, um, you know, I want to join, blah, blah. He said, I think you're in the wrong place, mate, right? Because outside there's all these like mobile homes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was, like, I was like, well, it's a boxing club, isn't it? And he went, yeah, he goes, uh, it is. And I said, well, why can't I? He says, because you're a gorger. I said, what's a fucking gorger? And he was like, you mush, right? And yeah. I was like, okay, but I just want to learn. I don't mind fighting anyone in here, right? So he sort of laughed. Yeah. And he went, all right, we'll get you in the ring then. And, and, and obviously, you know, I got a fucking clump of, of one of these geezers. And, and then I learned to box. And I remember like having my first fight. And uh, for, for a laugh, I went out <coughs> and bought some Stars and Stripes. Yeah. They're like the Rocky fucking yours. <laughs> and, and he said, oh, you know, you, you, you're on next, right? So I come in with a... Get all ready with He looked at me and he was like, he was like, what are you doing with his shorts, right? <laughs> and he said, he said, you better not fucking lose, right? Yeah. He goes, you can't wear them shorts. And it was actually quite funny because all the travellers were all like, yeah, Terry boy, and all that. And when I won, I was all like throwing money at me. Yeah. And 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 I I I sort of become really good friends with uh with with with, with a lot of travellers from from there, locally, sort of Bracknell. Um, and then throughout the years, obviously I've become good friends with Alfie Best, good friends with you, and, and then obviously with all these programmes that have been on television. I think what it's done is it's opened up the travelling community to um, the world, yep. and and I th and I and I think what 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 the travelling community from from my sort of eyes and experiences is all, all all about family. It's all about honour. It's all about respect. It's all about doing the right thing. You know, getting married, having your kids, and and obviously making money. And, and a lot of people, um, you know, back in the day, I suppose it's a little bit like in the seventies when you when, when I grew up, you know. If you wasn't English, right, you was like, who's this? You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and I think where nobody actually sort of explained, uh, you know, no, exactly. everybody was sort of ignorant. But I think what, what these programmes have done, I think it's, it's opened, opened up yeah, people's opened eyes. Up. And that's why I think doing an actual movie, I mean, obviously, I, th I think what would be good is if it was, from my perspective, a, 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 a travelling gangster movie, right? Because obviously that's what I'd like to make. Um, but I think because I think you've had the the weddings, you've had the reality shows. But there's never been one of them. No, but that's why I think you know we. And you could have a lot of uh, real scenes in there. Yeah, like well, fiction. What like, we do know, is we, way, we whatever way you want to put what it. What we yeah. do, we make it, we make up the stories. Yeah, and we change the names to protect the guilty. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But well, you can have a lot of uh, like scenes in there from like you know, based on a true story. Yeah, but also the other thing is a lot of the things that have gone on. I know that yeah. people don't talk about. So to have an inside track into that world. And then be able to actually bring it to the masses, and I think I think, I think you're onto something. I think Derek. people will be. They'll be interested. They'll be very interested. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Well, we should we should come up with some. That's another, some, that's another string to the bow, Dougie. That's all, yes. <laughs> well, listen, so that's something that we can talk about. Yeah. No, we should definitely definitely do that because it'd be a good seller. Yeah. Everyone likes the inside. Look, you, you did a documentary. <clears throat> it was number one on Amazon. Straight away, twenty four so hours. Everybody got to be interested, don't they? Yeah. So you do a movie, you know, and, it, and whether it's about. You, it's about a fictional family that does these things and works in this world. And you yeah, know, I think I think we should definitely uh, definitely.
definitely. Come we'll sit down and talk about it. Yeah, definitely. Do it. Definitely. 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 That'll do. We're good. Yeah, that'll do. 100. <laughs> I'll make it number one in 24 hours. So, so, so we've talked about whiskey. We've talked about everything, really. We're, we're, we're making a movie. Yeah. You're going to do a book. Um, what are your plans for the future, Dougie? What what you got got on? I mean, you've obviously got a lot on, but have you got anything else that you're thinking about or <coughs> you want to no, achieve? Just, um, do you know, my brain goes all the time, nonstop. I've also, I'm involved with a company called Reset as well. Right. Reset, which is a, a hangover company. So like, uh, no more hangovers. Okay. So you drink the whiskey, you have a bottle of hangover, reset. Do you know something? You could do that for Christmas. <laughs> I see the gift box, the whiskey and the reset. Yeah. Well, that's what I do. Do you know what? It'd be good because I, I'll join them in and give them out as gifts. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, amazing. Because that uh, reset's good stuff. It's been launched already in Cyprus and it'll be getting launched already. So what, what, what does it actually do? It just, when, when, when you've been out drinking, before you go to bed, neck one of them back. Yeah, once you you wake up in the morning, no hangover. Right. Brand new, ready to go again. <laughs> <laughs> You'll end up an alcoholic off the Joyce's whiskey. I'll have to get some of them. Every time we have a premiere, I need to yeah. Yeah, cover them. <laughs> so yeah, that's no, good. So anyone that wants to check it out, it's uh, on, obviously it's, it's launched now as it is, Reset, yeah. Amazing. I was, I was also, even when I was in jail, I was uh, the fittest prisoner in the jail. Uh, of course, I beat the gym screws, the gym Audleys, yeah, six months running. Wow. Yeah. And when I went there, unfit, broke up, just fucking having it rough, do you know what I mean? I, just, I went through a lot of shit. Went to jail and just completely switched on. Every every circuit, every train I'd done, everything I'd done inside that place, yeah, I ended up coming. I was overlapping the, uh, the gym prisoners, the prisoners inside the jail, and then uh, the gym screws, yeah, Jim Audley's, they were the fittest. I ended up smashing them. Six months on the run, beat every single one of them, and then me and uh, one of the proper screws, Jim Screw, yeah, from the outside, was going to have it. Yeah, but obviously I gave him a few uh, things. I said, that's what I want if I win. I said, because I'm going to win. I said, if I lose, I'll do that. And then the last minute he backed out, he won't have it. I want a bit more extra freedom, you say. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And he knew, he said, no, too dodgy, dog. <laughs> he said, stick to the circuits. <laughs> but yeah, I got on with all them good screws. With, with the fitness uh, stuff, have you always been in the fitness? Have you yeah, also, been? I love all the circuit training. Circuit training, you know what I mean? I, li I like all that kind of um, CrossFit kind of training. Yeah. Yeah, everything to do with the running, just to always keep yourself active. Yeah. Like I say the boxing, I don't need to learn how to fight. All you got to do is sharpen up your tools. Right, right, right. But yeah, just the fitness is for me. Once I got the fitness and your fitness is there, you keep it there. And with your, um, you know, what what weight do you fight at? What are you in kilos? Um, I'd say I'm always around. My fighting weight is a good 50 and a half so. Right, okay. So, yeah. so you're, you're like a cruiser? Heavyweight, that'd be. One of, oh, heavyweight. Like, yeah, well, right. in, in the thing, you'd be heavyweight, 50, right. 50 and a half, 16 stone. But like, say, when I'm super fit and I'm right down to being super fit, what does not pick on me? It's like 40 and a half stone. Wow. But I like to be super fit at 50 and a half stone. I'm you the same weight as you, but you look better than me. I'm going to have to take some. Uh, I'm going to have to come up to the gym. You have to give me some <laughs> tips, mate. Right over. <laughs> like what are you at? Fifty and a half. Fifty and a half. Yeah. 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 Get into the gym with me, Terry. Yeah. I'll be thirteen stone before. Oh, you know. listen, I'll, I'll roast you. I'll tell you, come back here, new man. <laughs> Babe, we're going shopping. I need I'll new one. I'll be crying. I'll be crying. I'll be like, <laughs> fucking hell. You won't be walking. You'll be crawling up the gym. <laughs> Tore up on the back of Terry. Pull the back in. What is wrong with you, babe? I've just had this workout with Dougie, and he made me do these press ups. <laughs> <laughs> I see that you do well though. I see, I see you do all your personal training. Yeah. To be yeah. to be honest, I've got a mate of mine who's who's a trainer, and uh, and he, I'll do I'll do a couple of days with him. Um, and obviously, when you get to my age, and I'm sounding like an old man, but 52, you don't really want to be running on the concrete and and oh. and doing long, you know loads of stuff outside. So what I tend to do is I do the cardio on the, on the, on the treadmill and yeah. uh, do some weights and do a bit of pad work. Believe it or not, yeah, That's not it. the swimming's very good for you. 
I always find it fucking boring. Yeah, it's boring. Like, but you know, once you put it into it and you're proper putting yourself in and racing your own self, trying to go as fast as you can, see how many, see how many back and forth you can do. do. You know what the problem I've got is I'm not a very good swimmer, so I do like the doggy paddle <laughs> and this weird thing when you go like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your armbands on. <laughs> and you're going to be like, But on TikTok, you get a million views. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, listen, you smash it on that, could you? <laughs> put your little waist on and dungaree jump. <laughs> Have you, have you, you must have a, have a couple of jokes, Dougie, as well, because you're a funny guy. You must have a couple, oh, of, jokes. couple of jokes. Right, here's one for you. Right. What's the difference, yeah, between a JCB and a giraffe? Okay. A JCB has hydraulics and a giraffe has high bollocks. It's <laughs> 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 a good one. <laughs> that is good. I've not heard that joke. You, no. you got another one? You got another one? These are going one. in the trailer, Dougie, these jokes. If you see them, they're writing them down. Oh, mate, fucking Yeah, you know, I began having something. My missus began, you're just so funny. You've become so funny all of a sudden. I said, but that's because I've been hanging out with Dougie. Yeah. He's giving me some new material. Hey, he'd be like that. Hey, pull out his little notepad. What's that one again? Right, babe, I've got one for you. I'll send some over to you tonight. Do you know what I get put on? I can't think of them. So how long have you been been Polly? It's got to be four years now. Wow. And how did you two meet? Well, we've been chatting, we got chatting on social media on and off for a while, trying to talk. And I said, come on, we are, not, let me take you out. I'll take you out for some food. And then she's playing hard to get, because she was like, she works for Jet2, manager of Jet2. Right. So uh, oh, I'm busy on the flights, I'm doing this, that, and the other. I thought, I'll get <laughs> I thought, just going to take my time with this one. And then finally, yeah, because they were off work, whatever happened, I got on the right day. So right, let's meet up. And then the first time I met her, I met her in San Carlos, sat there at the bar, yeah, thinking, Ronnie, but she's taking the piss off. And that's it. She stood me up. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, ringing the phone, nothing's going through, straight through the voicemail, and there comes these two little legs walking over, and I remember it yes, like yesterday, in that little uh, PVC nude dress, little white blouse, and a little Louboutins. I said, she's mine. Mine. <laughs> I said, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, we're having a bit of food, and now imagine this for a first date, yeah? So we're having our food, this, that, and the other. She's being a lady, eating her steak, and this, that, and the other. I eat my food. Mine's already smashed. Yeah, I don't give a shit, mate. If I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Yeah. So anyways, You're ordering the dessert. So I, I said, I said, babe, I said, eat that steak. Oh, I don't know. No, I'm not going to do this, that, and the other. She's got to tell her, come back, the steak was gone. <laughs> I said, well, you said you didn't want it, didn't you? I said, I'll get you dessert, babe. Don't worry, a bit of pistachio cake. And that was our first meeting. And ever since then, that's it. That's a great story. Yeah. The, the San Carlos is amazing, though. Yeah, oh, I, lo I, I love San Carlos. I live in the place. Yeah, have little girls every time they go, they go, thank you, thank you. Little minions running in. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, Dougie, I've really enjoyed having you on the show, yeah, mate. That's um, how it's been, it's been really good fun. We've had a great chat. And uh, I wish you all the luck in the world with your whiskey. Thank you, 3D Fight Club. And, uh, and, and if you do do... Um, the Dougie Joyce Chester clothing. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> I come up with your. Just idea. remember the Manchester side. Dougie Jess. Dougie Jess. <laughs> no, thanks, Dougie. Terry. No absolute gentleman. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Thanks for tuning into the Criminal Connection podcast. Dougie Joyce, what a legend. What a great guest. We hope you've enjoyed listening to his stories. Make sure you tune in next week. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And uh, we've got some more exciting guests lined up. See you next week. Just remember, Dougie Jess lives <laughs>
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.